0: from a dipshit advice from a dipshit advice from a dipshit it's advice from a dipshit with matt bronger hello everyone and welcome back to advice from a dipshit with matt bronger uh, today, I have uh, one of the, the shining stars in the comedy scene that I've uh, been friends with for years. We met uh, working together as panelists, and you were also a writer, on Chelsea Lately. Give it yeah. up for a fortune, Feimster. Fortune What's is
1: up? Here. Another dipshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's important we all recognize it in each other.
1: <laughs> yes. Like, <and> in ourselves. <laughs>
0: ourselves, I should say. That's, That's right. Because I, I, when people are like, hey, and it hasn't happened that often, we're like, hey, don't call yourself a dipshit. <laughs> and most people are just like, eh, he kind of is. You're like, just but wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I'm just like, no, we all are. Yeah, that's my point. We are all, know, we're all, we're all a little bit yeah. of a dipshit. It's, it's, it's just kind of just fucking taking the weight off and just being like, hey, we're all dipshits here. Um, how have you been? Everything good?
1: Yeah, I've been good. I've been on the road and doing stand up. Yeah, modeling.
0: Sure, right on. All Me that, too. All that stuff. All that- <laughs> <laughs> When we did that, it's funny. I was thinking about that. Um. That panel show we did, or well, w- w- with Wanda Sykes in, oh with Joe yeah, Coy. at
1: uh, in at JFL in at Montreal. JFL at
0: JFL, where they just showed old footage of us, and they showed Joe Coy killing, <laughs> and then they showed funny videos of you, and uh-huh. then they showed. A video of me drunk on stage drunk in, a in a backyard party. Backyard. And I was like, man, like I got shit that should have been in like a sealed vault. Like everyone else's was enjoyable. Mine was just like,
2: ooh, that's sad.
1: You're like a beer in your hand and oh, just slurring. So bad. slurring.
0: Oh my God. I you're remember that. Like,
1: Thanks a lot, like, guys. I
0: remember that party. I mean, it was fun, but it was also like, I was like, I often think back, so I was like, I wish I would have said something. I wish I would have been like, hey, what the shit? You know, but yeah. This is that thing. You're it just, so just kind of happy to be here. But it was like, at that show, I had so many people tell me how much fun they had at that show. Yeah, it's how awesome. How much they enjoyed it. So I that think, was that was awesome. I
1: wonder what's gonna happen. They they were gonna try to sell it. I think. As oh, a really? TV show. I don't know if anything's coming of it or not. That's a great idea. It's like comedians that watch their old stand up and like you know it's like a panel where you kind of rip on yourselves and yes. each other.
0: And you could do that with so many performance professions. Yeah. Actors, you know, singers, whatever. And just be like, oh, here's your, you're the talent show. No, yeah. God, no.
1: <laughs> Even outfits alone. Totally. Oh from like <laughs> 20. That- 20- Don't just say bust out the old MySpace blogs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what yeah, <laughs> yeah. was I thinking? I used to wear like vests that didn't like, were too small. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm like,
1: why am I doing that? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Could I not afford a vest that covered my <laughs> frontal w- area
0: Wanda Sykes is like rayon outfits and, and oh, pressed yeah. flat hair was so amazing so funny uh, yeah. I,
1: I was the generation of like the really low cut jeans mm-hmm.
0: like the
2: low oh, yeah. cut jeans like you had to shave to just like wear your jeans to high school sure
0: <laughs> Right. right <laughs> nice uh, well, thanks for coming on the show. Of uh, uh, if you don't know, uh, Amanda basically curates... People call in yeah. and let's leave messages, and Amanda just picks ones uh, for us. So awesome. I don't know what's coming. All right. So let's 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 roll the first one. All right. Let's see what it is.
3: Hey there, Matt Bronner. Uh, so I've tried this like three times, and I keep screwing it up. Anywho, I'm going to try again. So I used to always go to Oak Ridge, Oregon every summer because my f- mom's side of the family is there. I know that you're from Oregon, so you know we, it, I also know that Oregon is more than just hippies it's also meth heads and uh, mean lumberjacks. <laughs> so, I was thinking, I love this town so much <clears throat> I want to try to do something for this town I think it would be cool to do a Bigfoot sighting. Now, obviously, I'm hoping that, you know, here I am spilling the beans, you know, it'd be like, oh, well, what about that one fucking podcast? Well, I'm just hoping everybody here, you know, li- listening to
4: this can keep a secret, but I was thinking, you
3: know, if I can get this together, if I can get a tall person, if I can get a tall person and a Bigfoot suit and some hunting cameras or something like that and, and stage it, what? how do I pull this off? How do I... How do I make it look as real as possible? I mean, besides the fact that, you know, Bigfoot's probably not real, you know, we can all, we all have hope, you know. I believe in Bigfoot, you know, I've never seen it, but, you know, hey, I like to have fun. Anyway, I just, I'm wondering, what do I do? What's the extra little pizzazz, the panache that I can put on it, that I can, you know... I mean, I don't want to be shot by some hunter, I guess, you know, avoid any hunting seasons. You know, I can't really wear an orange vest while I'm doing it. I'm just, like, I, I need that extra little something. And I was wondering about your advice. What, what would local Oregonians, you know, what, how would they react? What would, I, what would I do to get their attention? Right. Uh, well, you have a good one. And I'm bad at ending calls. Okay, bye.
0: Okay. Uh if he's <clears throat> thanks for calling, man. And I appreciate you uh, having love for Oak Ridge and for Oregon. I would stay away from trying to stage an actual one that gives people hope <laughs> that there's a real Bigfoot.
1: Do people have hope that there's a real Oh, yeah. Bigfoot? Absolutely. oh absolutely. Really? Absolutely.
0: There was a guy in the I think the seventies who basically testified that he was abducted by a family of yeah. big feet and Her- it was like Harry and the, uh, the family of big
1: feet. <laughs> yes. And like and like
0: was like he was in a cage, and he was like a pet. He was like a dog. Yeah. And they would take him out and feed him and stuff. And he like got away by feeding them berries he knew to be poisoned. But it's just like, man, there's no way that animals that live in the forest don't know that there's poisoned berries. They would have died out. You know? right. So if you want to do like an exposition or something like that, that's fun. You want to get a friend to dress up and walk into town and like, look, it's Bigfoot. That would be maybe a good time. But like, I would not try to fake a thing that'll get people, you know, it could be like a little kid, like, oh my God, it, it, it's real. It could come through my window and eat me, you know, or or people that have been chasing Bigfoot their whole lives, like they look at that picture and they're like, I'm validated. And you're like, oh God, it's not real. That's so you could hope. potentially break someone's heart. What do you think?
1: Well, I think he's right in that 100% he would get shot. In, <laughs> in Oregon, Hundred percent.
0: Ah, that's fine. And I just
1: think, for his own benefit of not getting shot, do no. not risk it. Because if you saw like a big furry thing in Oregon, yeah, running through the forest, yep, probably probably shoot it.
0: Probably a guy in a in an orange vest would yeah. take aim and shoot it. Yeah, it's it's uh, hunting cameras. Like, is that a thing?
4: Oh yeah, it is. Oh, oh okay. yeah, absolutely. Oh,
0: that's probably they, like, they monitor if like bucks are yes. going by. Ah, oh, okay, see, shows shows what I know.
1: But like they zoom in or something, they can zoom in on the animals. I don't understand. Not How no, camera? but they're like motion activated, so you'll oh. attach them to trees oh, yeah. and then it'll, like take a, sh- a couple snapshots. And oh, of what surrounds? Yeah. yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of that course. seems like cheating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well,
0: but like I feel like it takes a picture when you're nowhere near there. Yeah, so they probably go like, oh, they come through here sometimes. Yeah, so I'll hide in the tree and shoot one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, but what do you think this guy could do for the town
2: to bring some pizzazz? As he said?
0: I think stroll, uh, have your tall friend stroll through in the Bigfoot outfit, and just I would just the two of you walk in and just hang out, and maybe go hit a bar and something like that. And people are say, like Bigfoot's in town,
1: yeah. Or sponsor a karaoke night. Mm-hmm. That sounds like <laughs> pizazz, enough pizzazz, <laughs> That's right? Nice pizzazz, yeah. And just have a Bigfoot theme mm-hmm, for sure. Some sort of party, yeah, with yeah.
0: Bigfoot. Yeah, hope that answers your question, man. Hello,
4: Matt Bronger. Uh, Big, fat ears. Uh, My name is Matt B. as well. I'm a chef in Los Angeles. I've been working as a chef since I was 21. I'm uh, currently 30. Now I actually have a personal chef gig, and I have a lot more time on my hands. And uh, the thing is, the days of working eight to 10 hours, uh, would always result in, you know, not necessarily heavy drinking, but definitely drinking before last call and, uh, going out. And now, uh, I'm at a place where I have a lot more time and curious to see if you have any, uh, ideas, not necessarily in terms of my specific interest or anything, that, but more so in terms of, uh, uh, any practices you do in order to not necessarily say stop drinking, but like focus on, um, uh, other interests and, uh, how that is, uh, I don't know, possible. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying, but, uh, I hope, uh, that made a little sense.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks for calling in, man. Absolutely. I'm actually taking a break myself right now. I find that I I've been, uh, Medicating, self medicating on the road a lot. I feel kind of isolated, obviously by myself. So it's like out of boredom. All this free boredom, free time. And also, like, I've always preached the gospel of giving yourself treats in life for the hard work you do. And my treat has always been alcohol. I've always been a drinker, uh, not so much a weed smoker. I'm healthy in almost every, pretty much every other aspect of my life to a degree. But it's like that thing I do overindulge and I tend to push it. I'm scaling it back. I'm 14 years older than you, man. And there have been times where I've taken breaks and I, lately I've just been full of anxiety because of the atmosphere we're in right mm-hmm. now. And and also because this career will drive you crazy. So my advice to you, man, one book I've heard is really good is Alan Carr's How to Quit Drinking Without Willpower. I have a lot of sober friends who are like, you got to check this book out. I got a copy from a friend just to peruse and look through as a sort of textbook. I don't know if I'm going totally sober now or not, or not but we shall see. But one thing I'm focusing on is, is just the fact that alcohol is just basically an amplifier and an anesthetic. It's it's something that can make you feel like you're having more fun than you are. And it's like, but are you? Like, are you really more relaxed or are you just numb? And you're not really dealing with the situation the way you probably should. It's one of those things where I was always a weekend drinker and am. And I don't really drink during the week. And so I didn't think, well, oh, this isn't really a problem. But it's like I would just abuse alcohol on weekends almost every weekend. And so to answer your question, just take a break and write down stuff that you really like to do and do those things. Like this weekend, my wife's out of town. I'm gonna be singing in a Neil Diamond tribute band. <laughs> as really, one does. As one does. <coughs> Neil and the Neil and the Diamonds will be playing and it's fun. My and, and, but it's like one of those things where it's like, huh, it's gonna be weird doing that sober without any not even having drinks after. And I'm just like, well, you know, kind of looking forward to it, to just being like more clear headed. That's on a Saturday. Friday, what am I going to do? I don't have any plans. My wife's out of town. I figure I might just go see a movie by myself, which I haven't done in a long fucking time. And I love going to the movies by myself. So that's what I'm doing. Try to find something like that. Fortune, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, his also seems to stem out of boredom and having too much time on his hands. And it's kind of easy to be like, Oh, I don't have anything to do. I'm just gonna go down to the bar and uh, yep. get a drink. And so it's mm-hmm. almost like, do you find like when you're with your wife, are mm-hmm. you drinking less because you yeah. have a companion? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I still will uh, push it sometimes, but she's. It, it's one of those things where she would point out. where like, uh, it was one of those things where not not recently, but there mm-hmm. were those times you know, a while back where she'd be like, we'd wake up in, in bed and she'd be like, you got too drunk last night. And it was that thing. It's like that, that feeling. You're like, fuck, I never want to feel that way again. Yeah. So I I did curb it,
2: mm-hmm. but it's
0: like by myself, you don't really realize how yeah. inebriated you are. Kind right. of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, I'd say for him, I don't know if he's with someone, but mm. usually it sounds like maybe not. Right. Uh, just, just based on the not having, I mean, having a, a lot of free time, you know, maybe try dating, like going on some of those apps and meeting people. I mean that still usually involves a, a cocktail, but you're not sure. getting like hammered. You're like having a drink or like you said, uh finding hobbies, things that keep you occupied now that you have time in your hands. Like I uh was uh when I first moved to LA like really you know I had no friends and I would get super bored and I didn't know what to do. So I like started finding like activities. Like I joined like a tennis team. Oh cool. Uh a softball team, uh, I started like going to, uh, you know, events or like Q and A's and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would just like, d- like, it would make me be more social. Yeah. So cool. it's just finding a way be- to be more social. That's not necessarily revolved uh, around alcohol.
0: Right. I have a, a few friends who don't, you know, drink anymore. And, and it's, you don't even really notice. And I certainly as a drinker did not care they didn't drink. So it's one of the biggest fallacies of our society is you have to drink to belong. You have to drink to have fun. You have to drink to hang out, try hanging out after work with the people that are drinking and just have like club soda or a Coke, drink a sugar laden Coke. <laughs> and that will also help with, you know, cause alcohol is basically sugar distilled. So, you know, having a glass of sugar water, you know, it kind of, it would fool your system a little bit. So you might, despite the caffeine and the sugar rush, relax a little bit and just and just hang out the big thing i've learned from the times I was a heavier drinker and I would take time off. Is that your body kind of reacts to not having that sugar? So you're going to have a massive sweet tooth if you stop drinking for a, a, an extended amount of time. So, like, don't just don't go crazy on like eating ice cream. Don't, you know, uh, go like, oh, I'm going to, I deserve uh, five cookies kind of thing. A mm-hmm. good way to just have like, I can't
1: help you with that. I don't know, yeah, no, know. No, listen, <laughs> I
0: even, even, I have no self Even when there. I wasn't like uh, <laughs> taking a break, like, I still love the sweets. But it's just about being in the moment and being honest with yourself and not going not just being asleep at the wheel in your mind. Kind of just go like, Do I really want this? Do I really want this drink right now? Do I really need this drink right now? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe I should just hang out and do something that I would rather do, like have a coherent conversation with this person, laugh about something, go see some comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There you go. So hope that helps you out, man. And uh listen, just the fact that you're saying that to yourself is is cool. So you should be proud of that. And I, I think one of the big things in our society is like oh, you're either an alcoholic or you're not. And I don't really, I don't really believe that. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I don't think everything's that cut and dried. If it helps someone to stay sober to believe that, absolutely. And I could be completely and totally wrong. I wish we had a, a, a less stigmatized way for people to kind of stop using this one specific substance or to curb it
1: a Yeah, lot, so there's you know? a lot of gray area.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely. So thanks, man.
2: Hello, Matt. It's your favorite transgender punk rocker, yeah. Sally from Providence. Sally. How are you? And hello, Amanda. Hope all is well. Um, long time listener, third time caller. Hope you're not getting sick of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've got a question that I wanted to get your advice on. So, I am bisexual and throughout my life, I have dated exclusively women and non-binary folks. But I am attracted to men as much as they may bother me. Uh it's part of me that I've never got to explore and want to do so now. But the issue is uh and I'm excluding the kinds of men who are like uh, creepy and fetishy of like trans women uh chasers for those of you who know who don't know the term. Uh it's short for another term but it's got an awful word in it that I don't want to say. Uh but pretty much Um, it just seems that, for whatever reason, guys have no interest in me. And, to be quite honest, I think it's because they're intimidated by me. I defy gender norms all the time. I don't dress super feminine when I don't feel like it. And, for whatever reason, I think this is the kind of thing that sends the average guy a running. But, like, what they don't know is, I'll settle for the average guy. No, the far is is so low. Anyway, (laughs) I guess my question is, should I just try not wanting this? Should I go the zen route and like eliminate the desire to eliminate the suffering? Uh Or is that silly? Uh But yeah, I think men are intimidated by how awesome I am or at least that's the thing I think I want to focus on so as not to get negative about it. Anyway, all is well, and again, thank you, Matt and Amanda, so much. Uh, you've got so many fans of the show that love the both of you, and keep doing what you're doing. Uh, stay awesome. I know it's November 1st, but happy Halloween to both of you. Take care. All the best. Bye, love.
0: Uh, thank you, Sally. It's always, it's always great to, to have your energy on the show. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always so awesome. A, A
1: ray of sunshine. It's so
0: awesome. Uh, you want to go first this time? I feel like I've been hogging it.
1: Um, you know, well, I think in general, it is hard. Dating is freaking hard. It's yeah. hard to find, yeah. uh, anybody sometimes. And I talk to, you know, I, when I'm on the road, I do, in my stand up, I talk to people about like, who's dating, who's on these apps. Like everyone's like immediately like, Ugh. so it's tough. And then, you know, to add, uh, to it, like there are, with there being a uh, gender, um, things involved in the scenario. It definitely uh, puts another layer to it because, you know, some people have, um, first of all, they might just not have been exposed to uh, a a transgender woman. And so it's something that maybe they don't even know Mm -hmm. if they would be into because they just haven't, you know, gone down that road. So you're dealing with a lot of people that are just, just not aware of it. And so... It does make that lo- that road even tougher uh, to figure out because, you know, it's something that um, that they don't even know if they're into. And so I don't know. It's just I think you have to just stay open. I wouldn't necessarily just immediately be like, all right, well, I'm uh, interested in men and they're not interested in me, and so I'm just going to stop wanting that or or seeking that. Yeah. I think you should stay open. Yeah. Uh, because honestly it's going to depend on the person mm-hmm. um it's it's not um it, it's you have no idea who that person's gonna be it could end up being a man it could end up being a, a woman I think people are oftentimes drawn to to the person the soul the spirit uh, and yeah. and and the the rest of it doesn't always matter to people it matters to some people but other people's it Other people, it doesn't. So I would try to stay open and just, you know, keep being awesome. You clearly sound like a really cool person and have a great, like, I can tell you're like fun and smart and have a great personality. And, you know, hopefully that right person um, will be drawn to you. And I think they will be. It just might... Take a little time.
0: Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. And I think, uh, and you're right, Sally is, she, she's a fireball. She's the best. And, and yeah. she, uh, it's so funny. But she, it, it's, it it's, I think, I think a, a, another side of it is that a, a, a lot of guys uh, still sadly kind of have a stigma about dating someone who's trans. And uh, it's not it, uh, an okay thing. It's, and, and I think maybe even they might kind of, not be being honest with themselves about how attracted they might be to someone like yourself. Uh, so you're you're kind of up <clears> against it. I, I feel like Sally, you're owning too much of it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's really got nothing to do with you, you know, other than the fact some people are not attracted to other people, which is just the most common thing in the world. But a, I don't think like you should give up if you're attracted to men and you'd like to be with a man. And b, I don't. I think a, a lot of it is 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 you know, to paraphrase George Costanza, it's it's not you, it's them. And, uh, you're just going to kind of have to keep looking and hope for that super cool guy to come along. Cause I, I feel like he will, you said it yourself, the bar, the bar is pretty low. That's fair. Don't put it too low, but yeah. I think it just, you she just wants a nice guy there. There's a ton of them that don't have a problem with dating a trans person and uh, you know, don't knock yourself and don't, um, don't give up. It might not be that thing you you want to focus all your energy on because I don't even think that's smart anyway for anyone mm-hmm. that they're just like I gotta date this person or this kind of person. It's just like love always fools you. Always, did I want to fall in love with my manager? Fuck no.
1: <laughs> but now we're
0: married. We don't work together anymore.
1: Yeah, you can't always like no. plan, plan these things. I mean,
0: I might have mentioned this in the show, but like this girl I grew up with, uh, my friend Eliza. She's two years younger than me. I'm two years younger than her older sister and uh, that, uh, her older sister is two years younger than her sister. So like I fit right in as this kind of only child little brother of these three Jewish sisters. And uh, Eliza uh, is the one I've always been closest to. And I remember visiting her in San Francisco while she was with her boyfriend, a lawyer, a Jewish lawyer. And she said a year before that, like, I really want to marry a Jewish guy. And I was like, Good luck choosing who you fucking fall in love with. You know, I mean, I just told her that she's like, well, but I feel like I can make choices. I'm like, cool. You know, only date Jewish guys, whatever. <laughs> but she's with that guy, and it's like, like, that, I'm not. gonna give a shit. That's fine if you want to feel that way. But and I hoped she would for her sake, for what she wanted. But she was with that guy, and like, he's a nice guy and everything. And then she and I had a moment by ourselves at one point and went and got a drink. And she's like, "What do you think of him?" And I just blurted out, "I was like, you don't love him," and she just started crying. And I didn't. I had forgotten that I.
1: Sounds like a movie. But but you
0: know, and now she's married to an Indian man. So it's like it just she that went out the window when she met someone she was truly in love with. So it's like Mm -hmm. Sally, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in terms of it's it's got to be a man right now. But you're obviously open to it, and you're and you're staying proactive. And I think like you'll you'll find someone. It's hard dating is a is a a fucking kick in the asshole, but. you just have to keep yourself uh, happy in the right mind state and and just stay open and don't think of it as a do or die situation. Mm -hmm. That's all. So hope that helps and keep on rocking. And that's a redundant thing to say. I know you will.
4: All right. We have time for one more. Let's do it. I'm stuck between two. Do we want to go like a really fun, crazy one? Or do we want to kind
0: of? Let's do a fun, crazy one. I feel like we've been pretty serious. I feel like we've been
1: pretty serious. Fun, Uh, crazy ones. I feel like we've been pretty serious. Yeah. All right.
4: Hey, man, I've got a first world problem. I've got to buy a new mattress because I realized that having a firmer mattress makes me less shitty and sore in the morning. But I've also started seeing this girl about six weeks ago, and she just squirts all over the place. All the time, squirts all over the place, and it's (laughs) fucking great. I love it, but I don't want to go out and spend (laughs) $1,000 and then turn a brand-new mattress into a water lily. So what do you think?
2: (laughs) Come on. (laughs) No,
0: I mean, calls like that you just do not see coming. He's so matter-of-fact. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, he's A just, fortune? I was just like, I was ready to give him advice on mattresses. I was like, Me well, Sealy's a good brand. Yeah, no? We
0: have one of our sleep number beds. I didn't That's...
1: think it was going to be like a waterbed situation. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> so to wait, speak. Wait, but what...
1: Uh, I guess I miss what he's asking. What is he just like? He,
0: does, he doesn't want to spend like a thousand dollars on a mattress, and then it just gets... and, the, and, and then was, her $1,000
1: dollars
2: isn't much for a mattress.
0: No, I mean that's that's, that's pretty, up yeah, that's there. Actually, I think maybe Casper you can. Because you don't want to buy a
1: used mattress. Tra- Hell if, no! If you, if, you no. Can, if you can avoid it, yeah, don't buy a used mattress. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, aren't there like really? You can buy a mattress protector. Yeah, first. That's off. that's the
0: key. Yeah. Like don't skimp you spend half your life on, on that, uh, sleeping. And so he's like, only
1: been dating her six weeks. We don't know. Like right. uh she could be gone uh in a month. Yeah. Like, you know.
0: Yeah, well I mean, you know, like uh uh the 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 law of nature like they break up and then he's gonna f- meet someone else and she just shits all the time I just be like ah oh, I had it so good stains she's, she's, she's got stains constant on my bed diarrhea
1: yeah just get a mattress get protected. the mattress that you want yes. that you like because yes. it's you're not in a serious it'd be different if you were in a serious relationship and like y'all are gonna like be spending the night together all the time or live together then you'd want to Get a mattress that works for both of you, but right now you can be selfish mm-hmm. and get a mattress that works for you. But go the extra mile when she, you know, that she's gonna be uh, <laughs> hanging out at your house. Get a mattress protector, yep, yep. Uh, good thick sheets. Yep. Maybe <laughs> don't have the comforter on the bed.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Just get like a gotta be like a rubberized cover you can put on uh, and then put sheets on. Yeah. Just like just plan ahead. Plan ahead and just stop She's being so over. good
1: in bed, making hey. her uh, <laughs> squirt everywhere. Yeah, I, I blame you, you're just too good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a key, stop being so good in bed, bro. Yeah, uh, but kind of that's so he, funny. He I he just be wanted like,
1: us to say that, honestly. Thought, of course, <laughs> he's like, uh, I just want this call to. In with them saying I'm a real tiger in the bedroom. Yeah. He
0: probably like like uh there's no situation whatsoever. He's he's alone in a at in a in a party yeah. and he went outside and made a call and went back inside and he still can't bring anyone home. Uh,
1: he's that guy who has a glass of water and like dumps it on his bed and takes a picture and goes, Oh, my girlfriend from Canada
0: yeah. <laughs> Squirt all over again.
1: I've got uh have got pad tie all over my bed. There's a read. <laughs> I,
0: it's like, that's not even what girls squirt You just dump Pad Thai in the bed I
1: didn't Pad I, Thai, I just ate noodles in my bed
0: That's it I, I literally thought I'd be like, my girlfriend likes a soft bed And then it was just like, wait, what? Oh shit, Jesus Christ uh, Well I hope, I hope we helped, helped that, him in I some hope, way I hope we helped out his, there. his
1: problem was probably the most dire
2: <laughs>
0: it's Honestly the most serious
2: Yeah
0: Yeah Turns out, like, he doesn't know what squirting is. She's just peeing when she's asleep. <laughs> oh, you must have came really hard. Oh, yeah, oh, I totally oh, came super just, hard. Turns
1: out she just needs a diaper. Yeah,
0: she just likes to pee. <laughs> um, on that note, if you want to pee out of the, uh, <laughs> any asks for advice, uh, number is 323 763 0228 on uh, Patreon. We're at advice from a dipshit. Uh, it's uh, at advice from a dipshit on Facebook, at dipshit advice on Twitter. Theme talks by Ben Wise. Uh, subscribe, write a fun review. Check me out on my Please Hold Me tour. i uh, We get a couple more dates the rest of this year. Fortune, anything to plug? Uh, I'm on tour,
1: uh, so go to com. When does this come out? When will this come
0: We don't uh, know. Probably, I don't know. Probably,
2: probably, so this, probably, probably in a
1: month. Yeah. Um. No, yeah. I'm... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm on tour. I'm in uh, Florida. I'm going to be in Boston and New York and Austin, Texas. So cool. go on uh, FortuneFiends.com to see if I'm in a city near you.
0: Thanks for coming on, darling. This is awesome. Thanks for having You're me. I appreciate well, it's good it. good to see you again.
1: You too. And
0: uh, thanks, everybody. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's Advice from a dipshit with Matt stronger.